1: your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Talking about the biggest stories recently in the news, and uh, for me, I've been wondering ever since Trump was elected, the meaning of Trump. And my litmus test for whether he was for real or was a bait and switch for the military-industrial complex was if he escalated in Syria or got out. He gave us a lot of indications in the campaign last week. I played a clip at the beginning of every long segment of why I had the impression that he was telling us that he would get out of these conflicts we don't belong in. But when he sent Tomahawk missiles into Syria, uh, I felt that was the proof in the pudding. I just got an email saying the entire free world condemned these chemical attacks. You're crazy. Never going to listen to you again. But. The fact is, last time in 2013, and he said, oh, this guy finally has some backbone to do something about it. Obama had the backbone. Obama wanted to do it. The only thing he did differently was that he, had, he felt compelled to ask Congress. And Trump at that time tweeted, you need to ask Congress. And Obama had said about Bush, you need to ask Congress. So I think Obama felt he could not get away with this. So Assad was accused of a chemical weapons attack. He was uh, and Obama said, "I want a tomahawk missile Syria." And Congress didn't even bring it to a vote because it was clear it would fail. I have that in evidence on my website propagandareportdaily.com. And later, which is also in that's in on propagandareportdaily.com, the chemical weapons attack that our government, And supposedly the entire free world claimed was Assad was actually a false flag conducted by the rebels. The rebels did it to try to get us to bomb Syria, to actually attack the government directly, which is an act of war. That's very different from what we say we're doing now, which is just attacking terrorists. So that chemical weapons attack was a fraud. And this pattern is exactly repeating itself. It's just that Trump did not ask Congress and he's getting away with it. So... Even if you disagree with my principle that you cannot involve yourself in other people's domestic issues, especially when it spreads terrorism and refugees back into our country, it's a national security risk to uh, inflame these other countries. We're the ones who instigated these civil wars, the one in Libya, the one in Syria, the one in Ukraine. So there's evidence of that. If you don't if you're not aware of the evidence, I am certain that you're only getting your media from the, your news from the mainstream media. You just need to do a little bit of homework because it's right below the surface there with a lot more evidence than you get in sound bites on cable. So my argument is until you know for sure what's going on, you don't even have the facts to make the assessment. Uh, So that's my general premise is that Trump is really doing what Obama tried to do. And that is absolutely an evidence. There, I have actually the document Obama wrote to Congress asking for this exact thing. Uh, and I just so if you if you you don't have to think this is proof positive that Trump's kind of their guy. I'm not asking for that. I'm just telling you why I think so, because I that was going to be my litmus test. And uh, and there you go. But I'm going to take some calls. I'm going to get some treats. I did want to lighten it up. But I got that email. I thought I should address it. Binkley, uh, uh, let me just throw out the number. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Binkley, do you have... My producer Binkley here uh, is manning the tweets at Monica Perez Show. Do you have any tweets you want to share?
2: Yeah, I have a, a really good tweet from Ricky Bobby USA that says... Monica, I don't know what it is about your show, but it seems like it allows room for everyone to speak their minds and participate in reasoning.
1: Nice! I like that. I really do like to have... A higher level discussion. I like to know what people think. Uh, That's a little bit different from what I think you have said, Binkley, which I don't know if this is good or bad. Have you not said to me that I give people the safe space to go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. (laughs) Is that how you characterize it? Yeah, a
2: little safe space to uh, dive into some conspiracies. I
1: kind of like Ricky Bobby's thinking, you know, that it's thinking. But yeah, conspiracies are real. We know they're real. They're obviously all it is, is all I think about conspiracies is. People who have big power, big money, operate uh, in their own interests. They talk to each other about it, and uh, it is not always broadcast on the evening news. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's what constitutes the majority of the conspiracies. But you know what a conspiracy that I let you entertain? You gave me a safe space for? I gave you a space, space for a safe space for it, although I was not in that rabbit hole, was the I-85 stuff. So yes. maybe we we'll would give people safe spaces. I don't think there are a lot of safe spaces for that. If you think the eye, this is about as deep a rabbit hole ever, because Binkley's there and I was not quite there, although he played some clips for me. Maybe I'll ask you to pull those. Played some clips for me that did make me raise an eyebrow, I have to say, about what was going on in Georgia that week. Uh, we did a whole show on PropagandaReportDaily dot com. You can find it. I think it was episode 36. But if you think there was something fishy about that, uh, about the I-85 thing, feel free to call 800 wsb talk 404 or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Maybe that's... Um, I was going to try to... I thought that would maybe be lightening it up, but I don't know about that. So I've got a, I've got a bunch of calls on still what we were talking about, the Syria bombing, Trump, all that. So let's do that, and then we can change gears a little bit. And I think, Binkley, you had a little game for me to play, right? Yes. Weren't we going to play uh, Who Said It? Yes. And that was... It was going to be like... Um, uh, well, let's save that. Let's save yeah, that. We'll I've it. got a prize pack coming up. Let's, uh, let's just get to some calls. And I'm going to Reggie Indicator. Hi, Reggie. You're on with Monica.
0: Yeah, happy Saturday. Happy uh, Easter to you, Monica. No long Thanks. time no hear from. Um,
1: Thank you, Reggie. Well, I
0: would, you like, for you, how would you like to know how do you feel about the mainstream news media's constant and somewhat possibly psychotic obsession about uh, Russia and Donald Trump and Syria instead of talking about other relevant and uh, equally important things.
1: That's another thing, Binkley thinks is absolutely kooky. I'll give you my opinion, and then I want to hear Binkley's opinion. My opinion is that this this whole entire thing. See, I think that the Syria that unseating Assad has been a plan for 30 years at least, 35 years. I mean, there's documents from 1983, 1984, straight through Condoleezza Rice of taking out Assad. For the purposes of energy interests who want to run a gas pipeline through Syria. So there's absolutely no doubt in my mind what's going on there. And they've been working on it for 35 years at least. Right. And I feel like even if six months ago they came up with a storyline that they could get people to be mad at Russia, they could discredit Susan Rice and all that kind of stuff, and then uh, if they got the left to be mad at Russia... If Trump picked a fight with them, the left wouldn't object. You wouldn't have anti-war protesters right. because they would say, we hate Russia. What do you think about that, Reggie?
0: Well, I think that most, most like you said, most of these uh, radio and TV talking hosts, the mainstream ones still are obsessed about talking about Donald Trump and Russia and Syria and all of that instead of talking about the equally more important things in the world. Like, world, uh, like current modern-day, world, current world events but they still fixated on him Russians and, and what happened to Syria this past week.
1: Well, I think the Syria thing is going to be critical. I mean, I I worry about that uh our this increasing drumbeats of war about North Korea, who, who has absolutely no capability of reaching us and won't for years right. to preemptively strike them now would be to me as it, it would be an intentional you know foray into Huge war, possibly, between the U.S. and China. So, to me, these are the big world events, and Syria may be part of that. You know, I I really don't know. Maybe it's just two different theaters, which I can't imagine anybody wants that war in two different theaters. But it could be. Right. Why
0: why aren't they talking about that?
1: I don't know. Why do you think they're not talking about it?
0: Well, because, like I said, they hate Donald Trump, you know, so, so much so that they want to see him fail.
1: Yeah, but you know, the problem with that is what you want is to replace it. Just wanting to see him fail doesn't for me is in itself the distraction so what they should be saying is don't bomb places that create huge refugee crises like everyone can agree with that the left and the right and they make it either a cult of personality or you hate the person and that too is a distraction Binkley you want to give me a quick insight into what you think the Russia thing is here I am up against a break again well
2: they're doing a couple of things but one of them is they're using it to silence dissent by creating either or thinking either you accept the official story or you are going to be associated as a Russian
1: oh yeah Yes, that we played that clip a couple of uh, weeks ago, I think it was on my March 18th show, where John McCain said, if you don't vote for Montenegro, a <laughs> tiny country that we have no business being in alliance with, because if it gets invaded, we have to go to war, and it can't go to war for us if we get invaded, so it's not a legitimate ally. If you don't vote for Montenegro being part of NATO, you're a Russian agent, and Rand Paul gets up and he said, uh, against, you know, nay. <laughs> And McCain, like, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see the thing. But I just have this vision of, of McCain getting up and pointing his finger. Russian agent. He's a, a psychopath. He's a Russian agent right there. Rand Paul, Russian agent. It was so it was so comical. I mean, it just gives rise to this. Then you just have to believe half the time this stuff is political theater. But McCain got his way. Montenegro, am I wrong? If it gave,
2: works, <laughs> too, because if you bring up it. a thing, people will call you a Russian.
1: Yes. Oh, it's always, it always works. It really silences you to call you names when you want to actually bring out two sides of a story. If the, It's just like, but that means you're on the side of evil. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, thank you for that. I've got a couple more calls. Hang on. Chris, Justin, you're up next. 800-WSB-TALK or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
1: Hi, today of 80, tomorrow's high 81. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I have a weekend prize pack for you. A pair of tickets to see Stephen Stills and Judy Collins on August 9th at Atlanta Symphony Hall, produced by ASO Presents. And a family four-pack of Gwinnett Braves anytime tickets, good for any home game at Cool Ray Field. First to call 404 741 750 gets that. And I am going to Justin in Lawrenceville. Justin, you are on with Monica. Hi.
4: Hey, hey Monica. I just want to say something about uh, Syria and North Korea. Um, I agree with you that he should have got, uh, went through Congress. But um, uh, what I heard, the report I heard was that like the generals presented him with three options, and he chose the one that involved the Tomahawk missiles. Um, so he, he was presented with that. And there, it's no coincidence that the Chinese dictator was at his door, you know, at Trump's door when the missiles, like, you know.
1: But here's the thing. He knew because he tweeted that Obama should... Go to Congress, so he knew that thing should have gone to Congress. And if he had gone to Congress, they would have had to have some proof. These guys, you could not get hundreds of them to jeopardize reelection without having some talking points. So they would have had to prove who did what, and that's yeah. why you have to go to Congress. Otherwise, we have no one representing us. We we can't. Uh, how do we have any recourse if if our representatives don't have a say in this most important thing?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to add that the generals were, yes. you know, that were involved, they they certainly had a hand in it. It's, it's they, yeah. They've been around for so long, the military, whatever you want to call it, the conspiracy yes. theorists call it industrial complex, yeah. military industrial complex. Well, Eisenhower
1: so, said so, that in that his the, departing yeah. speech. Eisenhower, yeah. President Eisenhower called it that.
4: Yeah, yeah, and then North Korea, I think the wars, it, it never ended. I mean, technically, it was just a ceasefire that ended the Korean war that, te- quote-unquote, ended it. So it's really still going on, and South Korea is our best friend. Honestly, if, if, if that war, I, I, I'm more for that war than Syria, obviously, but yeah.
1: Well, the North Korea thing uh, is a little scary, but you did point out something interesting that uh, it was the generals, and I think that's a theme that's going to emerge when he said the Afghanistan thing. I've empowered my generals to empower your generals to make field decisions that have really serious political implications is not really what they we pay them to do. That's that's why you have civilians in charge of the military. That's why the very first order of business of Trump as a president was to sign a law allowing Mad Dog Mattis to be the Secretary of Defense. That was, at that time, illegal. You had to change the law to have somebody that close to the military in charge of the military. It's not the way it's supposed to work. I'll give my two cents on Korea uh, after the break, 800 WSB Talk tweeted me at Monica Perez Show.
3: It got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB.
1: I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I've got some interesting things coming up. Uh, WSB has West Moss tomorrow from 1 to 2.30 on Sunday, hosting a candidates forum featuring nearly all of the 18 candidates for Tom Price's seat. The election is Tuesday, so that'll be a must-listen tomorrow, 1 to 2.30 on WSB. I have a few events coming up. Thursday, this Thursday at 11.30, I am uh, going to the meeting of the Civitan club of coming they are having it at creative enterprises you can go to my website monica show.com my facebook page uh if you want if you're interested it's a wonderful volunteer organization no politics we're not talking politics they they are hosting this event at a uh, uh at a facility for special needs adults and i have a son with down syndrome i want to encourage volunteering not money raising but actually uh giving of yourself and i as a libertarian that's a a, a moral imperative so i i appreciate that outside of politics they are welcoming me to their event i'm doing a tea party event April 24th, 7 o'clock, also incoming. United Tea Party of Georgia. Again, MonicaPerezShow.com. You can find the information there. That is going to be highly political. I don't agree with everything, uh, and they don't agree with me on everything, but it's an absolutely respectful, interesting, in depth conversation. I did it once before. It was great. And then we're really going to throw down at Liberty on the Rocks next Saturday, April 29th, from three to six, uh, two weeks, two weeks from today. This show live at uh, the Harp Pub in Roswell, that is going to be pretty... uh, That's going to be very exciting and very libertarian and fun to listen to and also fun to attend. So those are the things I have coming up as I kind of uh, spread my wings as my show comes back to the 3-6 to slot after UGA Sports. I wanted to... Have some fun, though. Uh, Hey, Binkley. Binkley's my producer sitting here. Uh, We were, didn't you have a little game teed up for me? I really want to hear your game. It it, it was, uh, um, should I say how this evolved? Or why don't you tell us what's the premise here?
2: Well, a lot of these politicians and, you know, people on Saturday Night Live and, you know, public speakers in Trump's administration, they kind of sound like each other. Especially yeah. on SNL, they mimic each other, and and you said something about doing, uh, trying to figure out if it was Sean Spicer or Melissa McCarthy. Well, and...
1: because I had these crazy like memories of when Dan Aykroyd did Jimmy Carter, yeah. and Will Ferrell did George Bush. Like in my memory, I would say, did Jimmy Carter? He used to actually do Jimmy Carter. Actually, used to do like calls. Like he would sit there and take calls from the Oval Office. If I, I think that's actually true. And then Dan Aykroyd made fun of it, but he took a call. Someone was like, hey, man, I'm tripping hard. I don't know how to come down. And he was like, okay, all right, sounds like... Uh, he's like, what, what did it look like? He's like, I don't know, it's an orange capsule. He's like, okay, that's orange sunshine. Do you have any Almond Brothers? And I was like, did Jimmy Carter really do that? <laughs> and the same thing with Will Ferrell. And it got really insane when Will Ferrell used to do George Bush. It was so funny because... Will Farrell had this great line that he was asked by like the fake commentator what how, how do you define your presidency as George Bush and he said uh, one word strategery. <laughs> right so i had made these comments on the air and then you sent me a clip of I think it was like George W. Bush recently on Jimmy Kimmel saying, I talked to Lauren Michaels, the head of NSL, and I told him, strategy actually was my word. Like, you guys ripped me off. And I was like, whoa. It was so surreal. And then when I started seeing Melissa McCarthy doing Sean Spicer, I knew it was going to be another one of those epic, like, which one? Who did... Who did that? And and I remember when Melissa McCarthy took out like a water gun and started shooting, the, <laughs> shooting the reporter. So I was like, did she? Did Sean Spicer actually do that? Or <laughs> of course, I assume he didn't. But some of this stuff is really crazy. And I thought it would be funny, uh, or I should say, I anticipate that I will, um, if I'm not careful, mix some of those up. So what you got for me? Well.
2: What I got is I got, did Hillary or Trump say it in the spirit of what's been in Trump's? He's flipped on some issues, so I thought we'd oh, see Oh,
1: and that's true because somebody earlier said you think that the Democrats would have been any different, and I think that they have to go uh, at different paces on different issues, but I think they're all working for the same guys, so you should end up in the same place. Okay, but this isn't going to be as funny as Melissa McCarthy, but okay, I'll take it.
2: All right, here's the first one. Okay. The American people are tired of liars and people who pretend to be something they're not was that hillary or was that trump
1: wow <laughs> that's a tough one um it's lion ted he used to call ted lion lion ted. ted lion ted and but crooked hillary i'm gonna say it was hillary talking about trump
2: you well it was hillary i don't know exactly who she was talking about but you got uh, okay. it right
1: Okay. Okay.
2: It was Hillary. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's pretty good. Okay.
1: Good. Thank you. We got
2: another one here. Trump or Hillary. This is a time for America to lead, not to cower. And he will lead. And we will defeat terrorists that threaten our friends and allies.
1: Again, I'm going to say Hillary. I mean, her nickname was Killary.
2: You got it. You got okay. it again.
1: <laughs> she was a killer.
2: I was trying to throw you off a little. Now I have that's one here. That's why I like Trump, t-
1: because she was going to be, uh, I mean, I, w- I didn't support Trump, but I preferred Trump, because she was going to have her foot on the accelerator for both welfare and warfare. So I figured, I don't know, you know, at least he would have to make some arguments before he put his foot on the welfare accelerator. Okay, go ahead. Give All right.
2: That. I do have one Sean Spicer or Melissa McCarthy. let will okay. see if you can get it. Hey, John. Jonathan. Can you stop interrupting other people's questions? Hey, <laughs> Jonathan, somebody's asking a question. It's, it, it's not your press briefing. Julie's asking a question. Please calm down.
1: <laughs> well, he, the best Sean Spicer line ever, I thought, was when he said to the reporter, I don't know how. You could make a comment with that with zero intelligence. You know? <laughs> Coming from a guy who has zero intelligence, the guy's like, I don't have zero intelligence. <laughs> but that was actually Sean Spicer. So I'm going to say that yours is uh, Sean Spicer. You got it. Three so for fun. three. I
2: need to get some more challenging quotes.
1: Sorry, but you know, they're exactly the same. I almost wonder with Melissa McCarthy, like if she she couldn't possibly top it, that's why I'm going to get them confused in my mind. So that was super light and fun. I have a couple of calls, which I think I, I do want to address because I did say I would give you my uh, initial thoughts on North Korea, which is going to... um. That We were light there for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. I'll take, I'll take more calls. 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Mike in Fayetteville. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica.
3: Hey, how are you? Love the show. Thank you. Hey, uh, on the North Korea thing, I mean... If we just sit and wait and wait until they can get missiles to America, we know they want to shoot them at us. Why? We know. We know why do the they want to shoot them at us? The guy's not sane. He's been raised to hate America.
1: But why? You know, but does he want to be uh, incinerated? He doesn't.
3: Did you hear the gen, his general the other day? He said if America tries to attack us, we will smash them. We Well, will if we, if heads. America
1: tries to attack us. They're brainwashed. They no, don't... but I mean, if they tried to attack you, what would, What would? if they tried to attack us, what would you want to do? Smash them, right?
3: Yeah, but I mean, we need to just... We don't need to get to the point where they're able to even hit us.
1: How about this for an idea? This is what I saw on Fox News. It was a big, across the headlines, foxnews.com. said the CIA guy, and actually had a person's name, a person who said... They're a few years away. They're only a few years away from having intercontinental ballistic missile capacity. So our guys are best, you know, the most aggressive thing is a few years. So My cousin
3: lives in Alaska, and he says they've already found pieces of North Korean missiles up there.
1: Well, I mean, I know I question fake news, but this thing actually has a guy's name attached to it. And if the official line is it takes a few years, that you have to assume that's the most aggressive. Well, so what are we doing in a few years? So know? I'm just saying, look, if if in a few, if maybe if the they say they would much only much use them defensively,
3: hmm? maybe maybe the guy will eat too much and have a heart attack.
1: Yeah, see that's the thing—the imagery coming out. Like my husband says, you know, look at that. It just looks like the fat kid is an a-hole. Like that's what it looks like, and and yeah. that's why people believe it. But I'm saying if they if they ha- if they get this capability, even if they shot one off, first of all, we could blow it out of the sky, and then you could absolutely incinerate the country completely in no, one I'm day. No, I'm
3: not saying we should incinerate them.
1: No, but I'm saying, I'm saying if I they think... shot a, if they shot a missile at us three years from now, we could blow the missile out of the yeah, sky. Yeah, we could
3: with a we could with a patriot. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm so, afraid. but
1: why why start World War III We're right now? We're not
3: starting it. We're just. You don't think he's getting a little scared? You don't think it might cower him down like it did his dad? At that but
1: level? all he's saying is that they want to defend. You know, they want to defend. This is what they did. That every year. This guy has said the same thing. He looks like a nut job. I'm telling you, it looks it looks crazy to me. But the Chinese guys who don't seem as crazy, they and the Koreans have talked about this thing called double suspension. Their their suggestion, their uh, what they've proposed to Obama and Trump, and they both said no. Obama and Trump both said no to this. They said, we will suspend our nuclear activity if you stop conducting joint military operations in South Korea because you're scaring us. The devastation that we visited upon them in the Korean War was so extreme that MacArthur, in his testimony, said... That he had seen so much awful stuff in his life, probably more than anyone ever saw. When he went to Korea and saw the devastation that we meted out on Korea North and South, he threw up. So they, uh, he looks like a nut job. It doesn't look like a good place. But if they're saying things like, we will only strike you if you strike us first, and we will stop building nukes if you stop threatening us. Uh, And if they did have one net missile or whatever that could reach us and we could absolutely incinerate the country in a second, I don't think we should start World War III right now. If you want to scare them, you know, maybe there's something to that. Speak softly and carry a big stick or scream wildly and carry a big stick. But actually striking them in my mind uh would be a uh uh is a, a terrible risk to the lives of the people in this country so because it would be triggering war with china and or, or it could easily so i do not think that actually striking north korea would be in our national defensive interests uh this is gotta get got to a break this is monica perez Feel free to uh, respond. I'll be right back.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB
1: showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to give Ed in Atlanta the last word. What do you got, Ed? Hi, Monica. Hi,
4: Ed. I love your show. I just love the um, new way of you looking at um, this uh, Syrian gas attack. And for two reasons, I think you're 100% right. Number one, uh, rebels are losing stand, and Assad government has no um, objection to go to uh, gassing them because they're winning the war in there.
1: No objective.
4: Yes. And then Russian. Uh, suggested that international inspector go to the site and inspect the gas and determine where it's coming from, and our government didn't go along with it. So, I think we're 100% right on that.
1: Yeah, and I think if there were that evidence, we we had time to unearth it. Like, the only reason to kind of pop off is if you don't have it. You know? So, uh, I think the takeaway, thank you, Ed, I think the takeaway is Really, that our law, if we, so people say, oh, you're too much of a libertarian. I, I'm really, honestly, my compromise position as a libertarian is okay, I don't believe there's any hope for the modern state. I think the coercive monopoly government will steal your money and kill people with it. And not in the sake of justice, not to defend my rights, but to uh, promote their own goals. So, but I'm willing to accept the premise that. Your government can be just if it will abide by its own laws, its own foundation, its own parameters, which is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And the Constitution says they have to go to Congress for, for that. It was clarified in the War Powers Resolution, which was vetoed by Nixon. Presidents have tried to get rid of it. It was Congress reiterating that if there is any way for the president to go to Congress before introducing uh, military action in another country, he must do so, if there's any way. And there certainly was a way. So I'm uh, just asking that they follow their own rules. Binkley, before we go, uh, I didn't get those clips. I'm just dying to play those clips on the air. But everything's always so pressing. I know our episode 36, I think it was, a Propaganda Report, has the stuff on I-85. Just in five seconds, can you tell people where to go? Go
2: to propagandareportdaily.com, click on the Apple or the Google thing. Our last video on YouTube was censored before it finished processing. That's a fact.
1: Wow. Subscribe. Sounds interesting. We'll be back after. UGA has a football game next week. We'll be back after the show, like 5, 530 after the game will be the show. Talk to you then. This is Monica Perez.
3: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.